In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. This is today's edition of Southern Fried Soccer. My guest today is Atlanta United midfielder Julian Gressel. He was the eighth pick in the Super Draft back in January in Los Angeles. In 24 appearances this season, he has three goals and six assists and is among the contenders for MLS Rookie of the Year. Julian, thanks for joining me. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. So y'all got a big game on Sunday against Dallas. It's the first in the $1.5 billion Mercedes-Benz Stadium. How long have y'all been waiting on this? Just as long as everybody else. Um, <laughs> I mean, as soon as I found out that uh, I was going to come to Atlanta, and obviously you, you kind of follow what's happened before, um, before the draft even happened for me. So uh, I knew what kind of stadium they were building, and uh, yeah, I was super excited, obviously, for this moment. And now it's finally here, and we, we get to enjoy this this day and this this game all together. Take us back to the draft day in Los Angeles. I can remember I was sitting there on Media Row. Atlanta United had already made its first pick, Miles Robinson at number two. And then with the eighth pick, I'm going through the list and looking at the, the likely candidates. And then Julian Gressel, Providence, pops up. And so I had to scramble. So and, and look, at, you, you weren't <laughs> on the list for number eight. Uh, I'm not a draft prognosticator. But when did you find out that Atlanta United was going to select you? The same time you found The out. same time when the name yeah. came up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, as the commissioner was saying, Providence College, um, I kind of knew that it was me. Right. Um, I didn't even hear hear him say my name. Um, I, was, I just got yeah, really excited. And obviously, my college coaches were sitting next to me and my girlfriend. So that was a pretty good moment to share with them. And then, yeah, I was just really, really excited. And I got really nervous for that speech. Right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was it was a great moment. The speech was good. I thought I quoted the speech. I think in a feature about you two stories later. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so do you? I mean, so this it was a total surprise to you. Did you expect you were going to go in the top ten? You had a good combine, uh, you know, good midfield performance, a lot of good tackles in the scrimmages. I mean, you never really know what happens on draft day. So I, I knew that I had a pretty good senior year and a pretty good, uh, pretty good combine, like you said. Um, so I was pretty confident that I was going to go at least in the first round. Um, but you, like I said, you never know what happens. And then obviously to hear that early was uh, was a great, great feeling for me. Yeah. Um, now you've been in the United States for five years, I think. Now is that right? Yeah. Five yeah, years. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about the difference in youth soccer cultures between the United States from what you've seen and what you grew up with in Germany. The American system actually is getting a lot um, like, yeah, it, it's kind of like becoming the same as it is in Germany um, and as it has been in Germany for a while. Um, obviously, you have a lot of more clubs there with a lot more kids that, uh, that want to play. Um, so you don't really have any trouble um, of yeah, finding kids in any age group. 
Um, I mean, and then obviously you have the, the pro clubs there also have their academies um, where they kind of pick and choose from those more amateur teams. Um, even in the youth system already, they kind of pick and choose their guys. Um, kind of like the tryouts here, it's like the same kind of kind of thing. Um, so it's it's definitely uh, it's I think in America it's come a long way with more and more clubs uh, becoming bigger and bigger and uh, even like not the academies from the pro teams you know like you you hear um, especially up in New England when I was since I was there I I heard about a, a lot of um, good clubs you know that support youth soccer and mm-hmm. um, that ha- also have a lot of kids playing I was actually coaching in one of those so uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure those guys will make it good. <laughs> <laughs> what do they focus on though in youth soccer in Germany is it is it just work with the ball or movement what is it that they they look at mostly I mean early on you since you still play on the smaller field you kind of just uh, just more focus on technique you know getting your first touch and obviously getting introduced to the game mm-hmm. um, and what it takes then to be successful because really at that yeah when you're 10 years old that's really where the foundation is you know that like your touch um, will, will never be that bad if you ever have it like right at that moment you know mm-hmm. um, so it's a uh, um, and then obviously a lot of coordination stuff, like things like that, you know, and then once you, once you, like the first year where you play on the big field is that that's then where it becomes more tactical and more of like, all right, how do I play the game, you know, right. like playing out the back and pressing and all those kind of spacing things. And um, so, yeah, you kind of shift that focus later on a little um, once you like turn 14, 15. Okay. Um, I was listening to uh, Jason Davis on the Soccer Eagle on Sirius XM yesterday, and they were discussing the influx of uh, foreign players into college soccer. Um, and they didn't know if it was good or bad. But I'm curious your take on that. Well, as an international player, right. I feel like I have to say it's good. Right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it is because it kind of, it kind of lifts the level and it lifts, uh, um, obviously lifts the standard in general for, for American players, even to develop earlier and to develop into better players mm-hmm. in order then to go on to go play college. Um, and ultimately will lift American soccer, I think, um, which is not a bad thing necessarily. Right. But it also obviously... Um, leaves uh, a lot less spots for American guys if more and more European players uh, or international kids come over. Um, but yeah, I mean, you still only have so many scholarships that you can give out, and usually the international uh, spots or the international guys will will take those uh, just because they couldn't afford it uh, right. to come over here and play. Um, so it's definitely still of a, kind of like mi- mixing, like obviously international players with domestic players. You can't just go all out international. So it's definitely still you still got to find good uh, good American players to yeah and there is very good American players you know um, that will that do very well in college and then go on to play in MLS or other leagues even in Europe right um, so it's definitely um, yeah I don't I don't see a negative part of, of that affecting college soccer at all. no I don't either I mean there's so many colleges and there's so many players and so many teams and now with the academies there's so many avenues. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think yeah. the more players we can get into the higher quality, it raises all boats, yeah. so to speak. Exactly. Um, now, you uh, graduated with a degree in management from Providence. What is your goal with your management degree? That is up in the air. <laughs> um, I mean, I've, I've always, I kind of wanted to do sports management, management, but Providence didn't offer that mm-hmm. uh, to go specific. Um, I probably want to get one day I want to get my masters mm-hmm. once I'm done playing and then uh, yeah then you never know what happens you know I, obviously I'm hoping to have a really long and uh, joyful career um, as a soccer professional mm-hmm. and 
um, but obviously always kind of with the, the outlook of all right what's going to happen after um, I have a very smart girlfriend that uh, <laughs> uh, I'll probably marry one day which uh, then obviously I have to coordinate that with her as well which right. uh, um, yeah then it's just up in the air but um, I mean I like the business side of things just because my, my family has a, uh, we own a, our own business back home in Germany okay um, so we kind of are connected in that sense a little and you know what's going on how my mom has my grandpa have to deal with things in the, in the office and stuff um, so yeah maybe towards that kind of I, I would like to still um, stay connected to, to sports, mm -hmm. um, not necessarily soccer, but sports, um, but yeah, we'll see. Georgia State has a sports management program down in yeah, downtown Atlanta, they, they so go, there could, you go. Uh, could take, take my message there, yeah, maybe one day. And we need to note, he did say on the record, probably going to marry her, so <laughs> yeah. you can hold him to that. <laughs> uh, what is your family's business? What do they do? Um, it's a logistics and transporting company. Okay. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been there for generations, um, long time coming. Um, I think my great, great, great grandpa started it. Oh, wow. Um, and my grandpa actually made the shift and it started to be like a like a farming kind of company where we'd sell food for for mm -hmm. cows and and pigs and stuff to far farmers but uh now it's actually a transporting company my grandpa made that shift to actually tractor trailers and he bought oh, okay some tractor trailers and now we're actually at 70 tractor trailers with wow. over, over 170 180 employees yeah so it's uh that's he's, grown, cool. he's grown it a bit, uh, yeah. which, uh, which is definitely cool, and you don't right. just want to see it uh, then uh, obviously end. You know, you got to get the tradition a little going, but I have two younger brothers as well, so we'll see who will carry that on for us. So if I'm in Germany and I see the tractor trailers, what's the logo? What's the name of the company? It's Gressel. Gressel? Yeah, okay. Gressel, yeah. I can find that yeah. easy. Yeah. Um, and I know you're very close to your family. I know that they uh, different members have frequently come over to yeah. visit you and watch you play. Yeah. Are any going to be here on Sunday for the big opener? Not on Sunday. My college coaches are coming for the Sunday oh, okay. for the Sunday game, but uh, my uh, yeah, my mom I think is actually coming on the fourteenth. Oh, nice! So they're staying for another ten. Oh, days. for the uh, seventy thousand. Yeah, for Orlando, for Orlando yeah. City. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, they, I mean, obviously they always try to get as many games in as possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, the month of September is perfect yeah. for that. You right. Know? So uh, it's also a lot of home games, which, okay. is, which is great. So they they're gonna enjoy that, I'm sure. Yeah. And this is my my favorite question that I ask everybody uh, because the answers are always. I find fascinating, hopefully. Um, what is your first soccer memory? Um, Playing-wise, I don't really know, but uh, just in general, going to a game, I was, uh, my grandpa took me to a Champions League quarterfinal game, Bayern Munich versus Arsenal. Oh, wow. Um, in the old Olympic Stadium in Germany. Um, and it, in Munich. Um, and I just remember it because I mean, I was I was pretty young, and we we were late. There was so much traffic on the way to Munich. All those we, Gressel trucks tying yeah. up everything. <laughs> that I was my best friend and his dad and my grandpa and me. So it was only the four of us. But then we made it. Bayern was already up one zero, and then but they I think they ended up winning four two. So we still saw a few few goals. But that was just uh, that was like the first big game I went to, and obviously me as a Bayern fan. When I was young, and uh, it was it was a great time, but unfortunately we were late. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a pretty cool memory, and probably one of the, yeah from one of the first ones that uh, I can remember. Is that the one where you saw Schweinsteiger on the elevator, or that, no, kind of, that no, was a different that, one? That was a different one. Yeah. Okay. That, uh, yeah, no, that was just a, we just had normal tickets for that one, and it was just yeah, it was great. I, I actually remember that my grandpa actually he let us out on the highway 
he stopped let us out so we could have the shortcut to the stadium we would go in and he would find parking and then we'd go in oh, he'd nice. come meet us there so nice it was uh yeah it's a cool cool little memory of heaven yeah that's cool um okay well that's going to do it for uh this edition of southern fried soccer julian are there any social media handles or anything you want to tell everybody about uh, I mean, Twitter, just at Julian Gressel, and uh, Instagram, uh, jgressel24. Um, and then I actually just got a new Facebook as well, so just uh, Julian Gressel on, on Facebook. It's a little fan page there as well. All right. Thank you. And you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, and you can subscribe to Southern Fried Soccer on iTunes. Thank you. Have a great day. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.